Day one of NHL free agency is in the books, and the Carolina Hurricanes have made some big, big moves. And we will be talking about all of those moves as well as where they fit in the lineup and the Hurricanes' day one departures in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day and as always thank you for making locked on hurricanes your first listen of this late saturday night early sunday morning or whenever you are listening to us and as always i am joined by my co-host andrew schnitker how are you doing on this late evening andrew i'm doing great i'm still uh trying to process the day that was for the Hur- carolina hurricane it's been a busy day for me and for them Yes, it has been a busy, busy day. The Hurricanes definitely appear to have won uh, day one of free agency. That's for sure. And we're not just saying that, you know, because, you know, this is a hurricane show. You know, if they didn't, you know, we'd say that they blew it. But they did not. Uh, And we're going to start off by, you know, going through all of the deals. I believe I have them down in chronological order of when they came out. and starting off with one, we won't spend a whole lot of time on this one because we talked about it yesterday when it got announced. And that is Jesper Faust re-signing for two years at 2.4 AAV, a little bit of a raise from what he was making already. He was at $2 million flat. Now he got himself a little bit of a raise, which was well-earned. Love that he's back. Uh, and yeah, not a whole lot to say on that one because we did talk about it yesterday. Yeah, I you know, I think like we talked about, I think that's a really good signing for the Hurricanes, and I think that that's a bargain rate, one that, you know, Jesper Foss could have gotten more on the open market. Yeah, I agree. I think that was one as well as two other guys that re-signed that we'll talk about here in a second where we do feel that, yeah, they may have took a bit of a discount uh, coming back, uh, you know, because they want to win. And, you know, uh, next up we have Auntie Ranta re-signing for one year at 1.8 million AAV. This was uh, not necessarily a surprise signing uh, because we had talked about how both Ronta and Anderson were wanting to come back. Anderson also re-signed later on in the day for two years. I don't know what his aav is off the top of my head i wasn't able to get that down in the notes uh but yeah both of those guys wanting to resign we had already heard that so the hurricanes will be rolling with the three goalie uh tandem again this year like they did last year uh with anderson ranta and then Kochekov likely down in the ahl still but no 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 uh it was just a two-way for the one for the one year correct yeah he's on it he's on a one-way nhl deal 
but they can send him to the AHL if needed, if they need him to go down and get some games and he doesn't have to go through waivers and they could bury most of the salary on the, and I think less that less than half of the cap hit would be charged against them in the, at the NHL level, if he goes to the AHL. So they can still fairly easily send him down if they need to. Yeah. I, I think that's ultimately what they'll probably do uh, this year. One thing I did like with the Anderson and Ranta signings is that they did do kind of, well, not kind of what they, what I said they should do if they were to do that of stagger those deals. Uh, Anderson on the two Ranta on the one. I do like that. Uh, so they're not, you know, in a year, two years, whatever, having you know, two goalies be UFAs. I did like how they did do that uh, and staggering that. And Ranta, you know, being the number two, only signing him to a one year that pretty much guarantees that probably after that deal is up, then Coach Chekhov will be uh, moving up full time. But I, I know you had some mixed emotions on Anderson and Ranta both resigning. So I've de- I think I've come around on this one because Frederick Anderson and Auntie Ranta both took very team friendly deals. Uh, Anders or Ranta gets one year by one point five million. In Anderson years, 3.4 million. They cost the Hurricanes 6.5 million combined last year. This year it'll be 4.9 million combined. Factor in Kochekov, that's 6.9 million combined. And that's one of the things Waddell talked about today. All three of them on the roster, then they can do that and it's not going to cost them too much. They have options. If they need to loan Kochetkov to the AHL somewhere, they can do that. Waddell said he's already found a couple options for doing so. You know, I think, say, you know, Ronce is the one who's making the least money out of the three. So say they end up, you know, Kochetkov steps up and is ready to be the number two. They could roll with an Anderson and Kochetkov tandem and make, you know, Ronta a frequent healthy scratch. Number three, make some spot starts. You look at the past couple of years, they've needed all three due to mm-hmm. injuries. I mean, Anderson's had several injuries. Ronta's had some injuries. So I like them having that insurance of the three. I like the flexibility they gave themselves with the money. I'm on board with this because – and, and you, the other thing of it is, you know, with two other goalies, you can really make sure you keep Frederick Anderson healthy and fresh for the playoffs, which I think this past year he was fresh going into the playoffs and you saw the dividends of that with his performance. Yeah, I I agree there. Now we have the big signing of the day and that was Dmitry Orlov signing for two years at 7.75 AAV. This one kind of caught us all by surprise. Uh, we had both said that we weren't expecting the Hurricanes to make any big splashes in free agency. We expected that to come more in trades post free agency, like after the initial, you know, uh, rush wears off of free agency, kind of like they did last year. Uh, well, actually, the burnt burns and trade, uh, and I think Max Pacioretty trade both also happened on free agency day as well, but that's how they made their splashes last year, 
And, you know, this year, yeah, they did it with free agency signing Orlov. This uh, are one of the best free agents on the market, the best defenseman on the market this year. And they locked him up for two years at 7.75. Love this signing. It's going to be super, super fun to watch. It's going to be a little bit weird to watch seeing him in a Hurricanes jersey because we weren't expecting that this year. Uh, and I'm really, really excited to see where this goes. Yeah, I think this one was a bit of a, like you said, it was a surprise that they went out and signed, you know, such a big money deal in free agency mm -hmm. that it was for a defenseman, not really what you think of as an area of need for the Hurricanes. But I feel like this almost harkens back to the, you know, think back to the Dougie Hamilton trade. At that time, even a defenseman probably wasn't the Hurricanes need. But the mentality is just you have an opportunity to get good players and make your team better. That's what you do. And certainly D Dimitri Orlov is a great player. He makes the Hurricanes better. And I think they had an opportunity here with the flat cap. You know, he, you know, they gave him probably more money. I mean, it's like it's an overpayment on the AAV, but the reasoning is that it keeps the term down. It's only a two-year deal. You know, he's 32. Two years isn't much of a risk. He's, like I said, he's a really, really good player, good two-way defenseman, really good puck mover. I think, you know, going to be a really good fit in the Hurricane system. So, you know, I, I really like the mindset here. The Hurricanes, you know, figured out an opportunity to add a really good player to their team and they pounced on it. And I think that's, you know, the mentality that every team should have. And, it, you know, as of right now, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more later, the blue line is stacked. I think there's going to be some more moves to come there. But certainly Dmitry Orlov is a great pickup who makes the Hurricanes better. And boy, is it a new era when we are talking about the Carolina Hurricanes going out and getting one of the top players on the free agent market in day one. Something we really have not seen. And, you know, we've always heard on these days, oh, you know, we like our group or, you know, free agency is such a dangerous day. They they pounced on an opportunity and I, I think they're really going to reap the benefits of that. Yes, they are. And yeah, it's so weird compared to years past. Then we do have one more free agent signing, and we will talk about that free agent signing right after this quick break, folks. All right, folks, the MLB season is underway. And if you are willing to place a bet on your favorite team, do so with FanDuel. Take your first swing on betting MLB on FanDuel, get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's just, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over under to what you, to who you think is going to score the first home run. All that on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Now we do have one more free agent signing to talk about, and that was, I am going to 
butcher his last name because I have never been able to pronounce it, but I'm going to have to learn to now. That was Michael Bunting signing for three years at 4.5 AAV. And yeah, he's coming off of back-to-back, I believe, 21 or 23 goal seasons. Uh, and, you know, real pest adds some physicality uh, and, you know, back-to-back 20-plus goal seasons, that's great as well. So this is another signing that I think yeah, kind of took some folks by surprise. I think this is one that was a little more in line with what the Hurricanes like to do, and I yeah. think this is a kind of player, you know, trying to get a guy who, you know, obviously adds an offensive scoring touch, like you said, back-to-back 20-plus goal seasons. But who brings that, you know, feisty, you know, why Dom Waddell called him feisty in his press conference today, brings that physicality, brings that edge, you know, it's a guy who's, you know, not people don't like playing against, you know, is going to go out there and make, you know, stir things up, make the opponent mad. I think that's the kind of player that the Hurricanes, you know, Rod Brindamore and Dom Waddell have wanted. And, you know, you hear a lot of people talk. One of the things the Hurricanes might have been missing playoff time in addition to goal scoring was maybe some toughness that he can add. Um, You know, you look last year, they tried to get Mason Marchment. They didn't. So I think this is a nice add in Toronto. He was playing with Austin Matthews. You know, obviously that probably helps his stats a little bit, but that shows, you know, that he can hang with top players, you know, go out there, retrieve pucks, crash the net, create space for them. You know, if he can fill that same role with, you know, playing alongside say, Sebastian Ajo. I think he's a really, really valuable addition for the Hurricanes. I like what he brings to this team a lot. Yeah, I know. I'm really enjoying, uh, you know, seeing these signings today. And, you know, we're going to move on to, you know, where do these guys fit in the lineup? Because that is going to be very, very interesting. You figure Foss, he'll probably stay where he's at. Obviously, we know Anderson and Ronzo, they're going to be the one, two in net. So we're really looking at the new guys here. Orlov, Bunting, uh, those are the guys we're looking at here. Um, and, you know, because we have talked about just how loaded the Hurricanes blue line is. You already had, uh, I totally blanked, Brent Burns and Jacob Slavin on your top pair. You have Brady Shea and Brett Pesci on your second. And then you had that opening next to Jalen Chatfield on your third pairing. But you bring in Dmitry Orlov on a deal like that, you're not putting him on your third pairing. So it's going to be really interesting to see where he ends up slotting in. You know, does, you know, Shea or Pesci uh, move down uh, to play alongside Jalen Chatfield there on that third pairing? And then uh, Orlov slots in on the second pairing with uh, whoever ends up remaining there. That's what I think is probably. The most likely, there's still uh, the Tony D'Angelo trade that is uh, still going to happen, probably. Uh, we're just kind of having to wait for that. Uh, so he'll likely be you know, the the extra guy there for the Hurricanes defenseman. And you know, he you know kind of slots in you know whenever they, they, they need him to, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting where Orlov slots in on the defensive pairing. I think the second pair is probably the safe bet as of right now yeah I could see him playing on that second pairing next to Brett Pesci as of now I mean here's here's the bottom line for me though like you said you bring in Orlov two years you're not paying him that much to be the number you know a a third pairing defenseman 
I don't think you go to all this trouble of trading for Tony D'Angelo to make him your set, your number seven defenseman. I think it is extremely likely that one of Brett Pesci or Brady Shea will not be on the Hurricanes opening night roster. I think one of them will be traded, you know, depending on who they think they can get an extension done with what they work out. Because here's the thing now that this gives the Hurricanes some options. You know, you move on from Brady Shea. Okay, great. Orlov is a left defenseman. You plug him in next to Pesci. No disrespect to Brady Shea, but that pairing gets even better because Dmitry Orlov is a better defenseman than Brady Shea. You move out Brett Pesci. Orlov is not Jacob Slavin, but I think I would be more comfortable with with him there to cover for Tony D'Angelo than I would Jalen Chatfield playing his offside and then maybe Brady Shea and Jaden Chatfield play together. Also, apparently, the Hurricanes are still push. Uh, you know, according to Pierre Lebrun a couple hours ago, the Hurricanes are still pushing for Eric Carlson. So maybe Shea and Pesci are both gone, and the Hurricanes are going to just build this ridiculous, star-studded, revamped blue line. I don't know how likely I find that one, but I mean, m- my point being, yes, as of right now, you know, you're looking at a really interesting picture with those guys. You know, for for opening night if this is if this is the group that you have but I think there are going to be more moves to come on, on the blue line I think that is very much still a fluid situation yeah I, I think so as well uh and it, yeah it, it would suck yeah as a fan to see Brett Pesci go to see uh Brady Shaga yeah it would suck to see them there but like you said uh you know, the it's definitely an upgrade uh, throwing Orlov there on that second pair. And, you know, whether it's Shea there or Pesci there, you know, I think it it's an upgrade regardless of how you spin it there. And I'm really excited to see what they end up going with. And like you said, a few hours ago, the Hurricanes are still in on Eric Carlson too. So that would be freaking awesome. I do feel if something. they make that trade, Shea and Pesci are both gone. Uh, because, yeah, I, I definitely think that if they're going to make that trade for the guy that just won the Norris, uh, yeah, they're going to have to give up a hefty sum there for for Eric Carlson, which it, that would still be freaking cool uh, if they were able to get him. That's another one. If you saw him in a hurricane shirt, that'd just be so weird. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, we've already seen like with like Brent Burns. I mean, Max I, uh, Pacioretty for five games we're gonna see dimitri or i mean dimitri Orlov's a good player he's a little bit less of that like you know like the star nh like like eric carlson i mean that's that's like the def, almost like the defenseman equivalent you know you look at productive players of the past decade of seeing like Sidney crosby or alex ovechkin in an, in an nhl in a hurricanes uniform like eric carlson is one of the best nhl defensemen of all time i know that's, it- it would be so cool uh, if they were able to pull off that trade. And obviously, if they do, we will, of course, talk about it here on the show. But, you know, that's just kind of speculation. You know, we can do a segment uh, later on in the week about, you know, what they would have to give up for Eric Carlson uh, if they don't make that trade or, you know, he isn't traded by then. Uh, but, you know, the last guy, Michael Bunting, uh, where do you think he slots in on the Hurricanes roster? This is one I'm not really sure about. So this is one that I like because I think the Hurricanes have a lot of options here with the Mm -hmm. game that he plays. I think he's a fit, you know, on the top line with Sebastian Ajo. I think he could be a fit on a second line with, you know, Yasperi Kokaniemi and one of like 
Andrei Svechnikov or Martin Natchez or Seth Jarvis. He, I don't, I think the Martinook stall Foss line will be together again, but if yeah. the Hurricanes configure some things differently, I think he, the game he plays, he'd be a great fit next to Jordan Stahl and Jesper Foss. The other thing here is I'm not sure the Hurricanes are done up front either because mm-hmm. say they move Shea or Pesci, either a forward comes back in that deal you move one of them for futures and you use the cap space to either go trade for another forward or, you know, there's guys still on the market. Like uh, we talked about Tyler Bertuzzi. He hasn't signed. Vladimir Tarasenko hasn't signed. So like Bunting's a good player, but he's not that, you know, elite goal scorer that we've yeah. talked about. So I could still see the Hurricanes making another big ad up front if it's, you know, coupled with a departure on defense. But again, I think just going back to Michael Bunting, the nice thing there is, you know, you look at his game, you know, nose for the net, puck retrieval, hard on the forecheck, which ideal fit for the Hurricanes system, really makes him, I think, a fit on any line for the Hurricanes. It almost gives Rod Brindamore, I think, a little bit of a chess piece that he can move around. You know, he's the kind of guy that, you know, if you need a spark, maybe you you put him with some different guys. So, no, I, I think this is one that gives Rod Brendamore a lot of pl- options. And, again, just hearing about his game and the edge that he brings, I think this is a guy that Rod Brendamore is going to love. Yeah, it it's definitely feels like you're know, one of those guys. Kind of like how they'll do with uh, Jordan Martinuk sometimes of move him around, uh, how they would do with Brock McGinn some of move him around. Uh, yeah, except I, I, Bunting can actually score, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, remember McGinn did go on that one like ridiculous stretch that one. That's time. true. That's true. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, kind of like one of those guys. Yeah, they just kind of move around. Uh, I definitely see that being the thing there. And like you said, there's, I don't think they're done. Uh, you know, if yeah, they make the trade for Carlson, they sign Bertuzzi, they sign Tarasenko. You know, they, they do stuff like this. That would be, you know, you know, just more things you gotta figure out of where they would go. I think you could see him. I think you're right on the stall Fost line. I think Martinuk moves back down to the fourth, at least to start out the season. Maybe things change, you know, as the season rolls on. We've seen that happen countless times with every team you know you start one way and then you know the season progresses and then you realize hey if we move this guy here and that guy there that works better i I think martinook back down to the fourth line and bunting on that third line i think that is where they'll start the season but it also wouldn't surprise me, you know, if they just don't break up that Martinuk stall Foss line because it was so good last year. But this is something that, you know, only time is going to tell. We still, you know, got to get, you know, there's still those guys on the market. There's still trades to be made. We still got to get to training camp and, you know, in the preseason and all this stuff. You know, so many things can change between now and opening night. You never know. Obviously, you know, knock on wood, you know, the whole Max Pacioretty thing last season, who we'll talk about him in a second and where he went. Uh, you know, we're, we we kind of had him slotted in somewhere, and then he doesn't start the season. He's out till trade deadline, essentially. So, you know, you 
you don't really want want to you know write this stuff down in ink right now because so much can change between now and October 11th uh, when they play yeah. the Senators. So yeah, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how things shake out for sure. Uh, obviously looking forward to more moves that the Hurricanes end up making. But we do want to talk about the Hurricanes day one departures as well. Guys that have since left the organization, found new homes. And we also talk about guys that still have yet to sign that were with the Hurricanes. And we will get to that right after this quick break, folks. All right, folks, we are back. And it is time to talk about the uh, guys that have since found new homes uh, that were a member of the Hurricanes organization last year. Starting off, someone that we literally just spoke about, uh, Max Pacioretty. He has signed with the division rival Washington Capitals. Uh, obviously, wishing him the best there. Did not, you know, have the season that uh, he probably would have wanted uh because you know he played what'd you say five games this year yeah three goals five games we get that like little like tease of like what this could be and then it was just ripped away mm-hmm. yeah i know it it sucked uh for sure but you know we're i think we all you know, kind of figured he would he would probably leave uh yeah you know and you know, unless you know they were able to do something of you know take a team friendly deal, I believe you know he only signed for like two something million. Uh, and I actually have it right here: uh, two million uh, plus an additional two million in performance based incentives. So, oh yeah, okay. uh, obviously. And those, you know, wish, I think those go the against your there. cap the next year year if they hit them or something like that, so they don't mm-hmm. have to pay them the first year. Yeah, and you know, wishing him the best there, but that's one that's not really a surprise. Then you had uh you know goalie in the system, Zach Sachenko, uh signing with Vancouver a one-year two-way deal. Uh that was you know one we both said that you know we figured uh, he would be you know one of the guys that would uh you know be on the move for the hurricanes. Uh and one guy that we expected the Hurricanes to re-sign uh, that was in their AHL system was Max Lajoie. He is now a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs along with William Lagson. Lagson. Uh, both of those guys signed with the Leafs, uh, both one-year, two-way deals. Lajoie was a guy that the Hurricanes you know, kind of called upon a few times over the past few years uh, when they had uh, some defensemen go down and him being a guy to kind of step up into the fray you know, to help out. And he did good for the Hurricanes. I We both expected that out of all of the AHL guys, uh, he would be the ones that he'd be the one that the Hurricanes kept in. They and he walked. Yeah, the one thing about that, I would say, you know, for he, he actually he didn't play for them at all this past season. He didn't mm-hmm. come up. They did qualify Dylan Coughlin, so that's probably your number seven yeah. defenseman. The thing about signing guys like Lajoie, uh, you mentioned Sachenko, uh, another one, Mackenzie McEckern signed with the St. Louis Blues mm-hmm. organization. Those are filling out your AHL roster type moves. 
And guess what the Hurricanes are, you know, we keep talking about this. They're not going to have to fill out this year is an AHL roster. So that's why yep. you see those guys depart. And, you know, it's why, you know, in years past, like in the days after July 1, you'd see the Hurricanes make a flurry of those types of signings, you know, guys on two-way deals, AHL veteran types. Mm-hmm. You're not probably going to see that this year because the only thing they're going to be doing with the AHL is like we heard Matt talk about last week, loaning some of their AHL age prospects to other teams so they get a chance to play, but they're not responsible for building and filling out an AHL roster this year. So you're not going to see a lot of, you know, the McKenzie McEckern, uh, Max Lujois types. The downside of that being you look at in years past, those guys have, you know, been called upon for the Hurricanes in the playoffs, but I'm sure they'll figure out some way to fill out those the Black Aces roles when the time comes this year. Yeah, it's definitely one of those, I think, yeah, like you said, they don't have to fill out that AHL roster this year, so they're not going to, it's not going to be as big of a concern this year. Uh, I do see them, you know, in the coming days making some of those moves uh, simply you know, because if something were to happen, like you said, with playoffs, you know, just having those guys, uh, but, you know, they're not going to have as many as they had in the past. Uh, and then, you know, the, I guess, uh, arguably the biggest uh, uh, departure uh, was Shane Gossespierre signing in Detroit at a really surprising deal. We were talking about this before we started recording. One year, million AAV. This was really surprising to both of us uh, because, you know, we were expecting him to go after some term with this deal and he only signed a one year. That was surprising uh, for sure. I think the theme you're seeing across the league is a lot of guys signing these short-term deals and betting on themselves right now while the cap is still flat because it's expected to start going back up by a pretty significant margin, I think, next offseason, which will be good news for the Hurricanes with those extensions. But, I mean, you see it with him. You know, I agree. I thought he was a guy who would get more term, more money. Uh, But I think, he, you know, again, he's betting on himself, hoping to go have a good year with Detroit and try to cash in next year when there's more cap space for teams to play with, you know, cause honestly, that's a deal. I would have thought the hurricanes I'd, I'd have done if I was the hurricanes and I'd be sitting here like, ma'am, why didn't they do that? If not for the fact that they just went out and signed the best defenseman on the market. But even you look at that, like I think with Orlov him signing a two year deal, he's making that bet on himself, you know, to mm-hmm. hit free agency again in two years with a higher cap. You look at a guy like Matt Duchesne signing in Dallas, one year, three million. I know he's got the buyout money coming from Nashville, but I thought he'd get more. So I think, you know, Shane Gostas bears just another, you know, example of kind of the unfortunate impact that the flat cap has had on some of these free agents. And I think things will be better for the players and for the league as a whole once the cap starts rising at its normal rate again. Yeah. It- yeah, I, I agree there. I think, you know, like you said, Duchesne, Gossespierre, Orlov, uh, these are guys that are just betting on themselves right now. And it, it's going to be a, 
it's going to be interesting uh, once the cap does start going back up. Like you said, you know, the Hurricanes have these extensions coming up here in the next couple of years with Sebastian Ajo, uh, Jacob Slavin, if Brent Pesci is still around, if Brady Shea is still around. You know, you got these guys coming up and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with those. And again, there's probably going to be some more deals coming out tonight as we're in bed uh, when we wake up in the morning uh, and just as the next few days go on, because like you said, there's still some big names out there that haven't been signed yet, as well as trades that could still happen again we do know that that tony d'angelo one is probably gonna happen uh it's just a matter of you know waiting it out i guess you know the appeal yeah, I mean, uh the hurricanes and flyers uh had with the nhl at the draft uh nhl still said no uh and you know it's so that's one that will happen you know in a few days uh, it'll be interesting to see you know, what the Hurricanes give up because I, I don't remember what it was. I know it wasn't a lot, though. And then, of course, just a prospect, I think just an, I, I think even an unsigned prospect. But I do think that's still going to happen because Dom Waddell was asked directly about it today. And he mm-hmm. straight up said, you know, we have a trade agreement in principle with Philly. We just have to wait for a certain date. So. I don't really think he would say that in those clear and succinct of terms if, you know, he wasn't planning on still going through with it. Yep. Uh, and that's why I brought it up because of him saying that. Uh, and, you know, it, you know, should they you know, make a big splash in trade? Yeah. You know, because like we've talked about already this episode with Eric Carlson, yeah, you know, if they were able, able to pull that off uh, and, you know, sign away, you know, San Jose's uh, other you know big defenseman. Uh, it's going to be San Jose East Coast over here with the Hurricanes <laughs> Blue Lines uh, if they do that. Uh, and you know it, it's silly season, man. Uh, it's silly season. The Hurricanes are going out and taking full advantage of it. And I'm I'm totally here for it. Yeah, that's it. I keep saying it's a fun time to be a Hurricanes fan. It was certainly a fun time to be a Hurricanes fan today. Yes, it was. And we will obviously continue to talk about whatever the Hurricanes do over the weekend. Uh, On Monday morning, uh, we will talk about all of that. uh, Unless, you know, they do an Eric Carlson trade, then we'll definitely have to hop on uh, this weekend uh, and keep going into that. But make sure you're following the Hurricanes along on Twitter at LO underscore Hurricanes. Follow myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And Andrew on Twitter at Aschnit53 with the Jeff Skinner shout out there. Uh, you know, he's a guy. That probably, probably not a trade traded. we're going to probably not a trade we're going to see. Yep. Not a trade we're going to see back to Carolina. Uh, unlike you know, Elias Lindholm. Maybe we see that one. Uh, maybe we don't. Uh, but Jeff Skinner will not be one that returns to the Carolina Hurricanes. (laughs) But we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Enjoy free agency, folks, and we will talk to you guys in the next episode.